Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Kate Constable here with you on this wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Joining us now is Zach Walchuk of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, part of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 Central on weekdays. He's here to preview the Commanders at the Cowboys. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Let's jump right on into this game. The Cowboys, this spread has continued to grow. It's now Cowboys minus 13 and a half. Despite the movement, do you feel like that Dallas can still cover this massive number? Ooh, the the bigger it gets, the less confident I am in that. Washington does play the Cowboys strong, but I am confident, and it's just because the Cowboys are at home. They're, they're riding a 12-game home winning streak at AT&T Stadium. They average close to 40 points a game when Dak Prescott's quarterbacking them there at AT&T. Uh, they lost to Washington at the end of last year and what was a weird game that they didn't really they were sleepwalking through that didn't matter to them in the stand Sam Howell got his first start there but uh yeah I, I am confident I think that this is going to be a close game and the Cowboys will pull away in the fourth quarter maybe they're able to get a defensive touchdown maybe Deron Bland gets his fifth pick six of the season he loves his home cooking he got two against New England he got the Jets maybe he gets another one here today but I, I do think uh Sam Howell keeps this thing competitive mainly their run defense keeps this thing competitive for Washington but I think Dak and company, uh, they cover the spread and they get a two-touchdown win in the fourth quarter by pulling away. Zach, the Cowboys have put up some big numbers this season, and especially against pretty bad teams. The total here, 48-and-a-half. It's ticked up uh, a little bit as the spread has gone up in favor of the Cowboys. Commanders, I mean, their passing attack is still decent. Um, they could yeah. put a couple points up on the board, maybe a touchdown or two. Would you look to an over in this game, either full game? Otherwise, the other way I'm, I've been looking at this is maybe a Cowboys team total. Do any of those interest you? Ooh, the Cowboys team total definitely. I think the over can hit. I think if you're Washington and you watch the way the Cowboys play, especially against Carolina, you know, they're Achilles heel and they haven't proved that they can really do it is stopping the run. Right, and if you're Washington, you've got a guy in Brian Robinson Jr. I like his overs and this is and yards total. Uh, I think you can run on the Cowboys, and if you don't want Sam Howell to turn the football over and get sacked a bajillion times, which he already leads the league, and that's the Cowboys' bread and butter, is when they're forcing you to pass. And Micah Parsons and Tank and Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Dowler, all these guys can get after it. Just run the ball if you're Washington, and that might hurt the over from hitting. But like I said, I think you get some cheapies in the fourth from the Cowboys, and they end up covering that over. So I like the over. I like the props on Robinson. And I think the Cowboys total is also a home run pick. Zach, I know you're not a doctor. You just play one on the radio. But I have to ask you about CeeDee Lamb. I know there was uh, some limited practicing for him on Monday because of his ankle. Uh, not carrying an injury designation here uh, for the game. So he should be good to go. My question, though, is because a lot of us really love his over-receiving prop, is this something where maybe Sunday was just a fluke? The other games are more indicative of what he's capable of. And despite the fact that the Cowboys might have a massive lead, Dak will continue to target CeeDee Lamb, and maybe he can get to triple digits today. Yeah, I think last week was uh, not quite indicative of, of the CeeDee Lamb that we've seen for the majority of this year. I think Dak knows that this offense goes through him and see and he relies on him and you're starting to see the targets that was always an issue being uh you know covering the cowboys here you see a stefan diggs and a justin jefferson and a tyreek hill you look up they're getting what 12 to 14 targets a game 
the Cowboys would not make that effort to target their best player. And they've started to do that with C.D. Lamb. you got to credit Mike McCarthy and the offensive staff, Ryan Schottenheimer, for really doing a lot of self-scouting during the bye week. And this offense is trending upwards ever since then. They're doing a lot more pre-snap motion. They're getting C.D. on the move, lining him up, and this has a lot of his best work. I think Brandon Cooks could go off today. Um, but I, I also do think CD's props, if you, I mean, what, seven catches, 90 yards, I think that's very doable. He's also trying to become the first Cowboy to have three straight home games where he's got 10 or more catches. I think that's something that he's aware of. He'd like to have a big day on Thanksgiving. So I, I think you'll be all right. If you want to hit the CD props, he's healthy. If this game were on Sunday, there would be no issues, no concerns, just because it's a short. That's why we're a little worried about him. I think everybody's dealing with injuries in the NFL at this point in the season. CD's going to gut it out, uh, and he's an absolute beast, and he's playing like one of the top five receivers in all of football. Do you think props today are any more inflated than they would be on a normal Sunday just because this is Thanksgiving? You know, there's one game on at a time. Everyone's eyes are going to be on um, these players, and they know that too, so they want to go out and put on a show. Have you seen, you know, a little inflation because of that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, you're right. It, it makes it more fun. Uh, it's the only the only games on like this is the most excited I've been for a Lions Thanksgiving Day game. I don't think uh, in my entire life I was born in 91. That was the last year they won a playoff game. So I've never been as plugged into a Lions Thanksgiving game as I will be today. I think you're 100 percent right. I think it's because you just have three games on there. There's no other competition at those time slots. Everybody's plugged in. Everybody wants a little piece of whatever they can get out of this. And I think the props really. That's become a moneymaker. A lot of people, a lot of people just like to play the props. There's dangers we were talking about with the over-under there. Makes me a little bit nervous. The the spread as the Cowboys, I mean, when, when you were able to get it at nine and a half, felt great. Cowboys are going to win this by 10. Now when it's ballooning to, ballooning to like 14 and score two touchdowns to win, a little bit nervous about that. The props are where I think you can get your most bread and butter and bang for your buck. I don't know if, say, the Dallas-Fort Worth audience feels this way, but I think from a national perspective, no doubt there's a good proportion of folks who are hearing that, okay, we're talking about the Cowboys, and they're rolling their eyes going, well, this is all fine and dandy. They could have a great regular season record, but that is a massive deficit they have in the NFC East. The Eagles, okay, yeah, maybe they don't look as good uh, as they did last year, but they only have one blemish, and so that matters here. And Beating the Chiefs on the road, that's a big deal. So my question is, okay, why is this year different in terms of the overall quality of the Dallas Cowboys? Even if they do finish as the top wildcard team, why might they be a better contender this season than, say, last season? You're not going to like this answer, but it is uh, we have no clue. There's no reason why it'll be any different right now. This is, this oh, yeah. is playing right of a Cowboys season where they're 7-3, and three. Uh, do we know how good this team is? No, we really don't. They were a play away from beating the Eagles. That one could have gone either way. I think they match up well with the Eagles. They're never beaten San Francisco. San Francisco, they're a terrible matchup. I am very excited to see when they put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor on a Saturday night when Detroit comes to town, how that game fares. I feel like that could end up being a matchup maybe in the second round of the postseason, uh, depending on what Detroit's able to do. Detroit plays a style that I don't think is also good for Dallas. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They run the football really, really well. And what did I say was the Cowboys' biggest issue on defense? Teams that can line up and run the football 
and are willing to run the football against them. Detroit's one of those teams with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it, it's the formula is playing out to where it'll be just like last year. They get the five seed. They lose to Arizona in the regular season. So, I, to me, I think the division's out of play. Now that Philadelphia goes and steals against Kansas City, I don't see them losing enough games to where the Cowboys can really come back and make this competitive. And the Cowboys get the rematch at AT&T Stadium, and it'd be fun to see them play in the third in the, in the playoffs for their third meeting. But, man, I, I just can't say with confidence, be, all right, they get the five seed, they go and beat New Orleans or whoever the heck comes out of that crappy division, and they put a beating on them like they did against Tampa Bay, and it's a lose-lose because it's, hey, you've you got a playoff win, Dak. You played great. But you were playing against a beaten eight team. This year it'll be the same thing. You're playing against a bad New Orleans team or whoever is the AFC South winner. Then you got to go to San Fran. Then you got to go to Philly. Or then you got to go to Detroit. Can you win that game? I can't say with confidence that they will, and it'll be any different. Because I think Cowboys, as sad as it is to say, because this was one of the most, if not the most storied franchise in all of football, we're just starved to see a conference championship game at this point. Can they kick that door in and finally get there? Zach, uh, you mentioned that you are locked in, ready for the Lions game for the first time on Thanksgiving in quite some time. Uh, how do you see that one playing out? Laying the points with the Lions? If Lions have so, what's uh, what's their path to victory today over the Packers? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. I, I went with the Packers early in the season, and the Lions just absolutely smacked them. Uh, I think Jordan Love is a guy that'll give you a couple turnovers in this for Detroit, and that's ultimately going to help him out. I think they do cover the eight and a half. I think it's going to be a tremendous environment there. Uh, they've been waiting for the Lions to be relevant too there in Detroit. I think it's going to be a great crowd. Yeah, Jack Harlow doing the halftime there. I'll definitely take the Lions to cover. Uh, I think the over is an interesting play. I think I'd hit the under on this because I don't know if Green able to score enough points to have the over under hit, which is now, I believe, at 47. So, I mean, I love Montgomery to score a touchdown. He scores a touchdown every single week he plays as a Detroit Lion. I don't think he's played a game and not scored a touchdown since he's been a member of the Lions. He's getting in the end zone. You can, so take the David Montgomery prop there to score a touchdown. I'll take the Lions to cover, and I'll hit the under in this game. The expectations seem to be that Geno Smith will be playing for the Seahawks, uh, but they are seven-point dogs to the San Francisco 49ers. How are you playing that one? Yeah, I uh, I think the Niners have got it back rolling. You know, I was loving it. I loved watching them lose three in a row after they smacked the Cowboys around. And I was <laughs> hoping, okay, you know, is the injury bug maybe getting to them a little bit? Are we seeing them fade? But no, nope, they're right back and being dominant after they beat the Jags. And I think that they get the cover uh, on the road against Seattle. I mean, Seattle right now is a wounded team too. You had Kenneth Walker leave last week and certainly – from a Cowboys lens, we've been paying it because they'll be playing them next Thursday night at home. So I, I think San Francisco can go get the cover by seven. Seattle's a sneaky team that seems to always play them tight. Uh, but I, I do think the Niners cover. I would take the under in this football game. And it seems like Brock's playing really good, safe, controlled football. And that's perfect for what their team is. Uh, and defensively, you know, I, I think that they'll be able to smother the running game a little bit of Seattle. So I, I, I like I like the Niners role on this one i agree with you i would i would lay the points with the niners as well but in terms of seattle uh, geno smith being a little banged up yeah. questionable and if he was even going to play like is there any world in which a healthy drew lock is better than a banged up geno smith in this game 
I don't think so. I'm just not. I, I'm not a Drew Locke believer. Gino continues to just defy all odds. I'm waiting for Gino to go back to the guy that we saw get punched in the face in New York in their locker room and a dude whose career just looked like he was about to get kicked out of the NFL. Uh, but he's fantastic. He really has. And Pete Carroll, you know, he's an old school kind of coach. Uh, he's always smacking his gum and he's super excited on the sideline. But him and Mike Tomlin, you know what those two guys do? They just win and they don't get enough credit. And they're not this new creative sex or, or, or quotable like a Dan Campbell is, or these fun offenses like Kevin O'Connell or Sean McSacks and Kyle Shanahan and what these guys are doing out here, or Ben Johnson as an offensive coordinator with the Lions. But those two guys put together winning competitive football teams, and it starts defensively. So to me, it's less about Geno. It's, is Kenneth Walker healthy? Can they run the football? Uh, and I know they've got those three awesome receivers with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and I love JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I thought he was best receiver in the draft class. You had to cover him in high school. So you'd think of that team, but that's an old school. Can you run the ball? Can you play good defense? And right now I worry about the running game a little bit. Zach, you and I have uh, been watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving uh, since we were born. So when it comes to how yeah. you celebrate Thanksgiving, when is the meal? Is it on the same day? How do you handle family and friends? What's the approach? Yeah, so we will do, I'll be going over to my parents here in about an hour. So we'll do a lunch pregame and then straight to the stadium. I'll do that. Uh, and then during the game, or when my fiance is also going to go to the game. So when she gets off, she'll go join her parents for dinner. She'll grab me a plate and then she'll bring it home for me. And I'll enjoy that as round number two or three. I mean, Jerry does job. Jerry gives us red there at AT&T Stadium for, for Thanksgiving. Everything you can imagine on your table, uh, he's got it there. So we're very spoiled there at AT&T Stadium. But, yeah, usually it's uh, it's a lunch, pre-games, and then you can kind of graze throughout. But uh, uh, that, that's that's how we're going to rock and tweak a little bit since I've been joining the Cowboys Radio Network. But the family's awesome. They're, they're working with me on this. I actually got my sister staying with me today. So uh, it's a blast, man. It's a beautiful time of year. Tell everyone about the mac and cheese at AT&T Stadium because a oh. lot of people don't know about this secret. Like a truffle, a truffle mac and cheese, and it's kind of white. I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of cheeses they're using. Uh, it's a mix of probably about four or five. The creamy factor, right? When you get a mac and cheese, you got to make sure, one, the coverage is but you need the creaminess of that mac and cheese, and they hit it. It's on point. You know this, and I'm telling you, if anybody gets a chance to go to AT&T Stadium, if you don't get the mac and cheese, and they're serving it now in this lineman burrito with brisket and jalapeno, I mean, everything. Things bigger in Texas, they're doing it big at AT&T Stadium, but that mac and cheese is divine. That sounds delicious. I'm not typically a mac and cheese on Thanksgiving person. I'm not sure I've ever had that, but um, Jerry Jones's mac and cheese is probably the the, the cream of the crop. I, I would imagine that, Paul. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> and that's just it, though. Is like you know, you know, he does it right. Like it's always top notch and luxurious, uh, luxurious, all that stuff. But that's definitely, awesome. like of all the mac and cheese I've ever had, it's the one at Jerry World. It is the best one that I've ever had, and I've traveled everywhere. With you. you can vouch for me, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's number one. It's the one seed. Absolutely. Zach Wolchuk from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we get back to our takes and preview the 49ers and the Seahawks. That's right here on the BetQL Network.